This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. All right, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Make Your Pitch. We are excited always with the guests that we have on, and they're varied. Uh, everything from uh, uh, the sink to the dishwashers, so to speak, we all put it together in a way that we hope will be a benefit to you as entrepreneurs and learning how to give the best pitch possible and also as uh, investors listening to those who are giving their pitches and creating interest so that you can get involved with the project and help that particular entrepreneur uh, achieve their dreams and their goals. We also have our very special co-host. I'm Christopher Knight and... I am Ellen J. Harris. And... Ellen and I have uh, been on uh, the Maker Pitch podcast for quite a long time, and uh, sometimes we uh, we get crosswise, and sometimes we get friendly. You'll never know what happens during any podcast. But our guest today is Jared McNally. Jared is uh, up in the snow country, and so this is all going to be about snow in a way, but he's not going to snow you. He's going to tell you all about what he's about. So right now, Jared, let's get started. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christopher. And thank you, Ellen, for having me as well. Very excited today to present uh, my pitch for a passion project that I have been working on uh, for a little while now. So uh, this project is called Shred Metrics, and it's a company that I've already started. It is established. Um, and our goal, I'll start you off with just the goal, is to bring science into the selection of extreme sporting gear, okay? So right now we are looking for seed round uh, funding uh, to try to get our project off the ground and launch so we can start to gain, gain some more traction and move forward in a really, really great way. Awesome, so Shred Metrics is based around an innovative solution for the boarding and skiing industry. So now this doesn't just include snowboarding and skiing, but also skateboarding, surfing, wakeboarding, and other board sports. I myself um, have been involved with board sports uh, for my entire life. And I come from you know, the beaches in Florida where I surfed as a kid. Now I live in the mountains of Colorado where I snowboard every day if I have the ability to. Um, and I've found you know, a lot of passion uh, in this industry for myself and I've seen that a lot of other people are very interested in this industry as well. Now, as a serial entrepreneur, 
I've also been able to um, experience a lot of marketing and do some market research into these specific industries. Now, the boarding and skiing industries combined um, into snow sports are a very big industry. They do about $20 billion a year in revenue. Um, and that was from some data looking in, into 2015, 2016 time. Now, in addition to that, there are a lot of other board sports. Surfing is another big one. Um, and that industry does about $3.3 billion a year. And in addition to that, we have skateboarding, which does another $2 billion a year. So between these uh, three big industries of you know, snow sports, surfing, and skateboarding, we have a very, very large amount of revenue and a lot of people, a lot of Americans and people worldwide jumping into these sports and doing them as regular activities or as exercise activities or even as family activities, right? On vacations and things like that. So very large industries and there's obviously a lot to tap into here. Now, I wanna start you out by kind of helping you to imagine the problem that I imagined um, as I've been going through all this and the reason behind me developing shred metrics here. So imagine for a minute that you take your family on a ski vacation. And I'm sure this is something that a lot of people have done, right? Uh, but you arrive at a ski rental shop and you're handed a pair of skis that are known to be good for all conditions. We call them all mountain skis here, right? Uh, but it starts to snow a lot. So when you get all this snow, your skis start to um, underperform, right? They start sinking through the deep snow. And I have a good friend that always mentions that people are drowning in the snow out there. Um, so when the snow gets too deep and your gear doesn't work, you're kind of flopping around trying to figure out what to do, how to get down the mountain when your gear isn't working for you. Um, and you end up consistently falling or failing at what you're trying to do, and you end up not having a good time. But what if you could have known that those skis or another pair of skis would have performed specifically much better for you in those exact conditions or for your body or for your skill level. Now, if that were the case, you would most likely have a much better time. You would have the opportunity and the desire to progress in that sport, and you would probably want to continue skiing. Um, and not only that, you would start to develop an understanding of how this gear works relative to the terrain that you're riding on, right? And the conditions that you're riding in and the size of your body and your skill level and all these other factors that play into how you're riding on your equipment. So that presents to us a little bit of a problem, right? You know, boarders and skiers don't have a lot of tools to assess the fit or effectiveness of gear for exactly what they're trying to accomplish. Now, this is primarily because gear selection standards are much too standardized. When you go to a website or to a shop, you know, the gear is, um, is designated or recommended, I should say, for a certain weight range, which can be very big, right? Maybe a 50 pound weight range, which is huge. Um, you know, they could be um, recommended based on your height or your ability level. But what we end up seeing is that these are very, very standardized. Um, now, in addition to that, gear specifications are also provided to consumers um, in a way that's not very easy to understand. Typically, we see these specifications in data tables, um, which are known, right, to be a little bit harder to understand as compared to something like an illustration or a graphic or a video. Um, so another big problem is that there's little education provided by the manufacturers or by the people selling this gear on how these specifications impact the way that that gear is going to perform. 
and also how it's going to perform specifically for a certain type of person or for a certain person. Now, the industry being as big as it is um, and being around for as long as it has been has some solutions in place. But what we found is that not any of them are complete solutions. Now, as a, on the forefront of this, something that most people use and a lot of people use are gonna be review websites and social media channels, right? So there are a lot of competitors in this area, you know, people that are doing reviews on specific boards and giving their recommendation based on how it felt for them. Um, you know, there are YouTube videos and YouTube reviewers that consistently bring in new products from the manufacturer, review them and allow people to understand a little bit more about what it might be like to use that gear in their own shoes. Now, others have created illustrations for very basic specifications, maybe the shape of a board, right? Or the length or the width of a board. Um, and that's fine, but it's still not completely there. Customer reviews have become very, very important in this industry because every person is different and every person's at a different level. So when you can get a crowdsource of reviews on a product, those tend to be very, very useful. And there's something that I personally use very often to choose the gear that I'm buying. Now, we also have chat-based gear selection guidance that's more recently come into the industry through a couple of different websites where they have experts that are set there to help you answer your questions and help you select the right gear. And aside from those, we have brick and mortar shops, which are the original, right? They're the land-based shops that are sitting on the mountains or sitting on the beach or in a city for skateboarders, right? Uh, that are gonna have staff there that can help you find the right gear. But their knowledge is, so, uh, is only limited, right? It's only so broad um, and it ends up being limited. And eventually, you know, they're just trying to make the sale and they're just trying to do their job. So they may not have the best recommendation specifically for you. So what is missing from this, right? There is a lot of solutions here that are presented, but the real big thing that's missing are the accounting of personal needs and preferences in this gear selection, right? Everybody's person, everybody's body is different um, and everybody's desired uh, equipment, um, uh, equipment ability is gonna be a little different as well. So that's what Shredmetrics is trying to bring into this is the personalization of getting the right gear for yourself. Now, our mission at Shredmetrics is to allow all boarders and skiers, whether they're beginners or experts or professionals, right, um, to understand, compare, and select the best gear for their needs. Um, now, that can range uh, from many different specifications. And our goal is to help everyone understand how all those specifications play into the way something's going to perform. Our vision here is to become the big leader in extreme sports gear education um, and become a landmark company in the boarding and skiing industries. You know, a lot of companies that are in these industries do huge branding campaigns and they become involved with the professional athletes and they become involved um, on a much larger scale. And that's what we hope to accomplish, but not necessarily to be a merchant or to be a producer of a product but to be somebody that's there to educate all of the people that are using these products and help them to succeed in what they're trying to accomplish in their sports. Now, Shredmetrics is built to be an all-inclusive solution for helping people select the right gear. Our value proposition 
is that we want to help you find the perfect gear match for your body, your needs, your skill level, and the conditions you're gonna be using that gear in. We're gonna do this, number one, in our main product is by building a board and ski visualizer or comparer. It's actually gonna allow you to do both. And what we see this being uh, built as and what we see it looking like is a few different major specifications visualized for people and then we'll also provide the education. So these visualizations will be something that are interactive and clickable. So we'll have an interactive education section in which somebody's allowed to click on an animation or an illustration and dive a little bit deeper into the information um, on that specification and how it will impact the way that the board or skis operate and ride and function. Now, in addition to that, we wanna bring in high-end very technical and scientific, but understandable to the lay audience reviews. Um, and these would come in the form of experts and professional athletes in the industry, bringing in a technical look at the gear that we're looking at. And specifically, you know, we could be looking at individual boards um, or individual skis and giving a specific review on that. And also doing comparison reviews where we're comparing one, two or multiple um, pieces of gear. A little bit later down the road and in our business plan, as we'll talk about a little bit more, uh, we wanna bring in some live expert support as well. There are only a few other companies that are doing this type of support right now, but they don't have the visualizer and the comparer background that we have that's going to allow people to interact and also to grab their attention in the first place. Now, additionally in the future, we'd like to create this into a native app in which people are allowed to sign up for a membership and stay involved, right? Keep using our app and keep using our product um, so that you know, they're continually involved. We have a continual connection to them from a marketing perspective. Um, and we are you know, building up a long-term relationship with these customers. In the end, and kind of one of our ultimate goals, we would like to create an actual product line of Fredmetrics tools, um, not only for the consumer, but also for commercial use, right? So on the consumer side, we foresee a line of tools that are usable in the field, easy to carry around, um, and you know, a, a rugged enough to handle you know, the extreme cold on the top of a mountain or the extreme warm on a beach in Africa or in Hawaii or something, right? Uh, so we hope that we can bring in a, a product line of tools for the consumers that allow them to make adjustments, uh, minor adjustments to their gear while they're out in the field so that they can have the best ride possible. On the commercial side, we plan to bring in a series of tools that's going to allow shops and you know, the bigger commercial entities to actually help their customers to set up the gear correctly. And that is primarily in mounting the gear, right? Mounting, mounting bindings to skis or a snowboard or um, you know, getting a surfboard set up with a traction pad in the right place. And it all ends up being about balance, right? So we're gonna create a line of tools uh, specifically as balancers that are gonna allow shops to help their customers succeed in the sports that they're in as well. So a little bit about our team, um, and I'll start first with myself as I am the founder. Uh, so this 
project, as I mentioned before, is a huge passion project for me. I snowboard every day. Actually, today was my 94th day in a row this season. I haven't missed one yet. Um, so this is a huge deal to me. And it's, it's just a fun thing, really. I am a serial entrepreneur. I run a few other businesses, uh, two of which are marketing agencies. Uh, so we do have a good handle on the marketing. But that being said, um, you know, I do have a master's degree from Florida Institute of Technologies College of Engineering. Uh, and I've always taken a very analytical approach to everything that I do. In my marketing agencies, I'm very analytical. Uh, and in the way I ride my snowboard, I'm also very analytical. Um, so that's kind of a big driver behind this whole project for me. Now, in addition to that, um, I'm also very passionate about citizen science. And if you don't know exactly what that is, that is using, uh, using and educating citizens to help collect scientific data that might be useful for the community. So as I started my career um, as an environmental scientist uh, several years ago, uh, my first job was uh, as a citizen science coordinator where I worked with over 150 citizens to teach them how to read environmental data, how to collect environmental data, and then how to report it back. And actually at that point, we used the environmental data to report to the state. So it was a very useful program. Um, and I love educating the lay audience and the public on things that I'm passionate about. Now, um, I'm really excited to have such a great team behind me and they are all my friends, but they are also very, very intelligent and very driven people. So the next person that I wanna present is uh, my good friend and longtime friend, Michael Lee, who is a senior propulsion engineer at SpaceX actually. So he's taking on more of the product development side of things and looking at how we can solve some of these problems that a lot of skiers and snowboarders and other boarders are experiencing out in the field and bringing tools to them to make their lives a little bit easier. This guy, Mike, is an expert problem solver and he's very passionate about board sports like me. He's been involved in these industries um, as a user and as a consumer for his whole life. Uh, and so this is a project that we've kind of jumped into together. Our third member of our team currently is Cami Melton, who is gonna be our COO. Um, and she's also a COO at Aspen Digital Marketing, uh, as well as a writer, a blogger, and a world traveler. She's uh, very passionate about understanding cultures, whether they be from different countries or subcultures in one country or in one uh, specific uh, area, um, and understanding public education as well. So she's been very in tune with creating blogs and creating articles that educate the public on certain topics. So we're really excited to have her on the team as well. So a little bit on our current traction, where are we as a company, right? So we actually established ourselves in 2020 as an LLC. We are based out of Florida. Um, and right now we have no pre-product launch revenue. So after we launch our primary product is when we will have revenue starting to come in. Um, we do have in place a partnership agreement for the three current partners and for our future investors that we're planning to have come in. Uh, we have 52 week projections post launch of our main product. Um, and then we have a three year business plan as well. Our exit strategy at the moment um, around three to five years is gonna be to sell this product to a major merchant or to a gear manufacturer. So our intention is to sell this company in the end, although it is a big passion project, um, it would be nice to you know, build it up and let it, let it glide with a huge company that can really make it something special. So about our revenue, we are planning to obtain our revenue through affiliate marketing programs, okay? And so our product, since it's a visualizer, first and foremost, it's a software essentially, 
that people are going to be able to access through a web and through apps. Um, it's going to create revenue through affiliate marketing. So we're going to be sending people to other merchants so that you know those merchants may make the sale and we'll take a commission of that. Our target market are going to be active participants in any of the sports that we've listed so far. So skiing, snowboarding, surfing, skateboarding, wakeboarding, and other board sports. Um, it's going to also be focused at tourists, right? Tourists make up a huge portion of the ski industry. Um, unfortunately for everyone else, uh, it's a little bit difficult to live right next to a mountain like I do and get to ski every day. But most people do get to take those weekly, you know, once a week vacation or once a year week vacations out to a ski resort. And they do spend their money on gear. Some of them buy, some of them rent, uh, but they're still included in our target audience. And then in addition to those, we would want to be going after the professional athletes that are included in this industry and the professionals in this industry, because they're going to be the wave makers and they're going to be the ones that are going to get the most use out of our product and get the most value out of our product. Now, Shred Metrics is intending to send traffic to mer major merchant stores of which we'll get a four to 10% commission of each sale. Now that happens within a, a 28 day attribution window, depending on the affiliate marketing program that we're working with that commission range would be between four and 10% of the entire order that somebody makes, whether they clicked on our product or the specific product that they buy from the beginning or not. So paid and organic traffic um, through our marketing agency is going to be the way that we're gonna drive this income, right? Drive this revenue. Um, and our projections for our 52 weeks, uh, as I mentioned a minute ago, we have 52 week projections. Um, those are going to be based on the traffic that we can produce from marketing, uh, the average sale order value, and then the conversion rate um, estimates that we have on the site. So combining all of that information, we're able to get a decent idea of the amount of revenue that we'll be able to create from this. Uh, with that in mind, the 52-week projection that we have in mind now, um, and it is a conservative one, would be a $1.2 million in revenue. So first year after launch, we're looking at about 1.2 million in revenue. As we go a little bit further, we'd hope to hit the, the uh, you know, four to $6 million a year range by the end of year three for our revenue goal. Um, and that being said, our second and third year uh, primary phases of product launch, I should say, are gonna be focused on product development uh, for the consumer and also for the commercial end. So those tools that we were talking about, something that is a little bit more uh, material than a digital software um, is gonna be able to help us to get to that next level of revenue, especially since we're relying on affiliate sales to drive the initial revenue and start that baseline. So a little bit about what we're asking for, okay? Now, right now we're in the initial seed round um, of our fundraising and we are looking for $25,000 for 5% of the company. Now, our plan is to have one more seed round, though we could jump into two or three, as you probably know as an investor. Um, it depends on where exactly the company goes and how successful we end up being. Um, but that $25,000 to get things started is going to primarily go toward the digital product development, which is going to be our visualizer and our comparer. Um, and then the website design and development that that comparer is going to fall into. It's also going to include our initial marketing budget. Now, because the marketing is projected to create revenue, 
uh, we are going to be rolling that revenue back into the marketing um, and the marketing plan, which we do have created, um, is designed to continue to increase marketing spend so that we can increase increase weekly and monthly revenues um, and eventually we'll be increasing annual re annual revenues as we go into further years. So return on investment is expected around Q5 through partner distribution. So we're not looking for a loan on this. We're looking to sell this equity outright um, to the proper person, right? And uh, repay them through partner distributions. And as it is now with the current projections that we have, and again, I looked at these pretty conservatively and we created, the, created these pretty conservatively, uh, we'd be looking at an end of Q5 return on investment in full through the pre previous four distributions. Our timeline to launch from funding uh, would be about eight to six weeks, uh, or sorry, eight to 16 weeks, um, as we have already gotten quotes from many uh, companies on the website design and development. Uh, we are pretty much ready to go, just pending the funding. Um, and that is actually all I have for you. So I'm happy to open this up for questions. Let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode. I have just set up our customer relation management system using CRM Engine, not just for its many options, but because its price is well below that of the big boys. The CRM Engine team set up all that we needed to keep track of our contacts, including those who are scheduled to pitch, our investors, and strategic partners. We now know when we met, what was said, when to follow up, and includes an auto email system to stay in touch timely. It keeps us focused on what makes Maker Pitch what it is, the people. So to learn how to keep your business in touch with your clients using CRM Engine, go to the show notes of this episode. Okay, Jared, thank you so much. That uh, was very thorough and very enjoyable, although... I do have a lot of questions. <laughs> All right. I'm happy to answer those questions. <laughs> uh, well, uh, first of all, the the product itself is primarily a uh, an app, but it's also metal uh, <laughs> metal type equipment. Uh, how if I were to walk in and I am uh, 195 pounds and I want to get on a snowboard. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do for me? Yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. If you were to walk into a shop, hopefully we would have the information there and the tools there for that shop to help you get set up the right way. Now, if you're doing research on your own, you'd be able to visit our website and put in your information, you know, the information about your body weight, your skill level. You know, I'm assuming you might be a beginner at snowboarding. Um, and you just told me your body weight. You would tell me your body height. And you plug all that into our website and you'd be able to make recommendations for you and tell you which product might be the best option for you. Now, of course, there are other companies that do this with lots of other products, right? But we want to go a step further to help educate you on why that one is the best choice, right? Not just tell you, well, this snowboard is going to be the best option, but we want to educate you on why that's going to be the best option. Well, you know, maybe for example, it's the length of that board that is right. And maybe it's the width of that board and maybe it's the contour, right? There are a bunch of different contours that a board or skis can have. Um, so that all plays into it. And what we would do is help you and guide you through all of those specifications to find the right product for yourself. 
Okay, that, that, that certainly begs the question, if you're going to make your sales through um, affiliates, and those affiliates, of course, are going to be spread out uh, throughout all the areas, uh, because as I understand, you're working with all kinds of boards, and skateboards and snowboards and and surfboards and everything else. So you you cover with, of course, skateboards, you cover the entire nation, but uh, otherwise it's uh, coast to coast. But that uh, begs the question, you have that many people using uh, your particular app or your uh, equipment, how are they going to be any better than just the person that walks in and has a fair knowledge of the equipment uh, that they're, they're selling and just sell them something that fits. Uh, uh, how in the world can you train these people to do what you know your particular uh, solution can solve? That That is a great question. So that, that's really where our COO um, and kind of our education director, I'll call her, Cammy, comes in, right? She has the ability to really uh, bring out those illustrations and make an interactive system where people are going to be able to learn and be able to become an expert in understanding how this gear works and not only how it works, but how it fits to people, whether it's themselves or to somebody else. So being able to provide this software, uh, which it essentially is, or this website and app um, to not only you know, consumers, but also to the professionals that work in the industry, right? The people that work at gear shops, the people that are handing you your rentals when you go on your ski vacation, providing them with this information um, on a very technical but understandable level it's going to just kind of enhance the whole industry and help everyone to have a better time, right? Maybe the person in the ski shop that's working there handing out rentals will have a better day because everything's not so monotonous and boring and he actually gets to talk to people about the science of the thing that he or she loves to do, right? On the other end, you know, we have the consumer who's going to have a better time if they're set up with the right gear. And, you know, if you've ever been on a ski vacation, you probably noticed that if you go to a rental shop, they pump people in and out of there. They set you up with a very basic set of skis that are just gonna work for you and a very basic set of boots. And they just get you on the road so that you can get out there on the mountain. But there's a lot more to getting out there than just being on the mountain, right? You can have a good time and you can progress and you become you know, better and better at a sport. And for me, that's always been a huge driver. You know, I love to progress in whatever I'm doing. And I think that other people do too. So you know, having that education and the help um, in selecting that gear is going to be great. Now, this isn't necessarily intended just for those rental shops, right? This is intended a lot for people that are buying their own gear. So whether they're a beginner or on the expert end, you know, they may want to buy their own gear and tons and tons of people do this, right? I'm, I'm sure more people buy gear than rent it. Um, so, you know, when they're going to buy their gear, a lot of this happens online and, you know, you'll have that tool uh, to visually compare different boards and visually see how something's going to perform for you um, and then click over to buy it through one of our affiliates. Okay, and, and one last question before I, I uh, turn it over here, and that is why, uh, why affiliates uh, when there are so many other avenues that can give you broader appeal uh, throughout some of, the, some of the major sporting goods companies and things of that nature. An affiliate really can't get into you know, uh, one of the buck sporting goods or something like that. Affiliate can't walk through the door. So you've got to have people that are really uh, strong sales reps and, and have the, uh, the channels that are correct. So why affiliates? Well, so yeah, we're looking at affiliates actually kind of from the other end. So we're going to act as the affiliate 
um, in the affiliate program and be sending people to the merchants, right? So that's how we're gonna collect our revenue. And the idea behind that isn't actually to have this company run on affiliate revenue, right? Um, our goal is to educate people, right? Our goal is to give people the tools that they need to have the most fun that they can on the mountain or in the water or at the skate park if they're there. So, you know, we wanna start out with this affiliate marketing scheme to bring in revenue so that we can start to grow the company. Um, now, as we go forward, you know, we hope to grow the company into something bigger. And that's where those tools start to come in, right? Where we start creating tools and selling those tools. And we actually have a physical product line that's gonna bring in revenue for us. Um, the end result and the end goal is again to exit by selling. So we would sell hopefully to one of the big companies that can use this software to maximize their sales, right? Because we're already gonna be sending people to them. But if we can create the software into something that's very useful for everybody and very valuable to the board manufacturers and the ski manufacturers and the merchants that are selling all their gear, uh, we'll have a really good, uh, really good shot at getting this in somewhere. Okay, I know, I know you handled uh, digital marketing yourself. Uh, and I know, and I assume you probably have worked with affiliates in one way or another. You also know the pain that's involved. So yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not sure that's a good path, but you know, I'm sure you've put some uh, pen to paper on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah we've, definitely, we've definitely put some thought into it. And it's a really good way to start getting going without creating a, a full store, right? In a distribution center and setting all of that up, right? So we're setting up the software side of the company without having to take in orders and distribute the orders and ship the orders and accept returns, right? So we're skipping the distributor side of this um, and staying with the software and sales side and really just passing those sales along to uh, the merchant that we're working with. Okay, all right. Okay, this is interesting. Um, I have a question <laughs> similar, sure. to, similar to Christopher's um, affiliate marketing, okay? Um, that suggests to me that you need a high degree of volume, one. Two, yep. it also seems to me that you will need to have some sort of an alignment with distributors. Is that accurate or no? Right. So there are rules that we have to follow from, uh, from the distributors, right? But we don't have to work directly with any distributors. Um, it's really working with the manufacturer, not sorry, not the manufacturers, but the mer merchants uh, that we need to follow rules with, right? So we can't use their logos when we're driving traffic to our site and things like that. Um, but we are able to just send people from our site to them and, you know, you know, check that attribution, right? Get the attribution checked and make sure that we're sending sales their way and that those are being recorded. Now, from, you know, from the other end of it, uh, working with, working as an affiliate, we have a lot less responsibility. And I just mentioned this a minute ago, but a lot less responsibility by not having to work with the distributors and not having to have our own distribution plan and center to you know sell products and ship the orders and all of that. So you are a um, you're more of a um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You uh, you're providing a conduit, if you will. Exactly. Yeah, the, we're providing yeah. providing a, con a conduit. You could say that exactly. Um, you know, there are some really major merchant players here, uh, and I don't necessarily want to compete with them. I don't think I need to because my goal is to educate at the end of the day. I'm, I'm here to educate and help people 
maximize their performance and the amount of fun that they're having when they're out on the mountain or out in the water. Uh, so, you know, we're a conduit and you mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, it sounds like we'd have to drive a lot of traffic and yes. So we've built our projections um, completely on the amount of traffic that is kind of standard that you, you can create in, in marketing, right? So I have a lot of experience in the marketing industry um, and running my agencies. I see a lot of the standard KPIs um, and what they come out as. So with some very standardized numbers um, as to you know, the amount of traffic we can push to our site and the amount of people that will actually click a button on our site to go to uh, you know, the affiliate merchant that we're working with, um, you know, we've created our projections um, and, and we have a growing revenue plan, right? So our revenue, you know, we're not asking for uh, you know, $200,000 here, we're asking for 25,000. And what that's gonna cover is our website build um, and our technology build and then the initial about six weeks of marketing spend where we'll start to bring in traffic and start to create revenue, which will roll back into the marketing spend. Okay, so I am an avid, avid skier, all right? I love the slope. So I hear about uh, your company now. I, um, I say, hey, tell my friends, let's, let's go. Let's check out the skis. And we do. And there's a pair that I'm interested in, but it's not in stock. What happens? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, the affiliate program that we're planning on jumping into um, actually has several merchants that sell this type of equipment. So what we'll be able to do is put multiple buttons with multiple prices on our website and send people to uh, either the best price or, I, or the one that's in stock um, you know, or available. Okay. All right. So in other words, um, I could purchase, but there would be a lag time. I'd have to wait a bit. Is that correct? If you don't have it in stock immediately. Well, no, not necessarily. So essentially we're going to connect you with multiple merchants of which we would hope that one is in stock, right? If it wasn't in stock, then yeah, it would just, you know, follow that merchant's policy for not having something in stock, whether you'd be notified uh, when it does come in stock or you can order and, you know, order it on back order. So you're handling the friction at every point in the process so that I, as the consumer, uh, have a, have a, a smooth uh, transaction. Right. Yeah. So when you're looking at a product on our site, so say you've compared four sets of skis now, right? Our comparer and our visualizer has allowed you to overlay those four skis, lay them out next to each other, and you've chosen the one that you like. Now you'll have the option just to click a buy now button. Um, and it'll give you options for all the merchants that we have um, in our affiliate program that sell that product. Um, and next to that button, we can have it say in stock or not in stock. So you'd be able to jump straight through and removing the friction for you, right? So all of the research is done on our site. It's just the final purchase that's done on the, uh, the one that we're affiliated with. Let's, let's, talk okay. numbers. And as let's talk numbers for a moment here before we get too close to the end of this okay. yeah. podcast. Uh, you, you had mentioned that uh, 25,000 was your original seed round. What's the cap on your seed round? So the cap on our seed round would be 75,000, um, you know, three times what we have there, but we don't necessarily need that much right now. We're pretty comfortable with getting the 25,000 and getting started because our plan and our projections have all included that. Okay, and uh, you have an app to, to uh, develop, is that right? Correct. Yep. Okay. What, what's the what's your estimated cost of the app development? We're looking at sixteen to twenty-one thousand dollars for that. 
I never seen one built that cheap, but maybe you're building it yourself. So uh, it's, a, it's a web app. Yeah, we're not building it ourselves, but it's a web app initially. A web so app, okay. In a later phase, um, I think we're at about nine months in after launch. Right. We do have native app development on our plan. Okay. All right. Web app. I understand better now. Okay. Thank yeah. you for that. And then after you move on to uh, your, your A round, uh, that's going to be used for what? So that's going to be used for funding of the product lines that we're creating. So those are the consumer tools and the commercial tools that we're going to be putting out there to help people change things on the spot and also to help shops get people set up with their gear the right way. Okay. And you, you gave some estimates on the numbers as far as uh, how much and how soon during your your uh, 52 week period and the like. Uh, you could uh, anticipate for me when you could actually be fully ready to be up and running uh, once your seed round is done. And- yeah, so, Sorry, hang off there. Um, so yeah, once our seed round is done, we're looking at about a two to four month launch time. Uh, because we've already gone through all the steps, you know, the business is set up, um, you know, we have our partnership agreement in place, uh, and we've already interviewed, you know, many uh, web design and development companies. So we're pretty much ready to go with everything. We're just waiting on the funding to get everything started. Now, uh, we've been told that the website development will probably take about six to 10 weeks um, and giving us a little bit more time just in case things go wrong. I would say a maximum of about 16 weeks before we get Okay, and your in investment, what kind of tool, investment tool are you going to use? Uh, convertible notes or safes or, or what, um, or uh, equity? What, uh, what kind of areas, uh, tools are you going to use? Equity? Yeah, yeah. So we're going after equity right now. Um, you know, we have, like I said, for the seed round, it's going to be 5% for $25,000 is what we're trying to sell. Our second round um, or third round, if it goes to that, are going to have uh, you know a little bit more percentage-wise of equity that we're going to be pushing. Okay. Have you ever considered going to a convertible note or something like that? We haven't. No. Okay. All right. Uh, so the final numbers would once you uh, reach the point of exit, mm -hmm. uh, you're saying you're going to be at what uh, five million, five point five, what? Yep, five million in annual revenue is our goal. What What do you think your average um, customer value will be? Yeah, so that's an interesting, that's a very interesting question. Um, you know, and it, it varies depending on how far we can get, right? Um, with Especially with our product line that we want to create, the physical product line, which are going to be, again, those tools. Um, and, you know, how big those get. Our average customer value, we would see skyrocket because right now at the initial phases, we're looking at a commission for sending a sale to somebody else. So we're looking at that 4 to 10% of somebody's sale on another site, which might on average be around $700. Um, so we're looking at, you know, uh, a very low, maybe maximum $70 commission on some of those sales. Um, when we move into the physical product line, that's going to change a lot, right? We're going to have actual products to sell. We're going to be, because we're going to be manufacturing those products and selling them, we'll have a lot higher uh, profit margin because we're not just going after a commission. Then if, if you don't know your uh, ACV, how do you, how do you are making an estimate as far as your income over those periods of time? I can't, I can't put those two together. Unless you have an ACV, you really can't put numbers like that together. No, yeah, that is a great question. What we did was interpolate uh, from the first year, from the first 52 weeks projections, uh, we interpolated up from that. 
Okay. Yep. You interpolated what? We interpolated the revenue growth from there. Okay. You're still dealing in volume though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So to be a little bit more clear, our current projections are based on uh, volume of traffic that we're driving through marketing to our site, right? Because the traffic plus the, well, the traffic in addition to the conversion rate and in addition to the customer value is going to get us to the revenue. I'll ask okay. one last question and I will turn it over. Uh, and that is, uh, will any of this work uh, for the handicapped? That is a great question. Um, and yes, it certainly could. So uh, especially out here in the mountains, there are handicapped programs for skiing or skiing programs and snowboarding programs for the handicapped, uh, which is very, very cool. And there is a lot of specialized gear that relies on the same specifications and the same type of content as normal gear, right? So for example, a paraplegic is still able to ski um, on a very specialized piece of equipment that essentially has a chair on top of a ski. So now the shape and the contours on that ski are still going to play into how that's going to perform for that person. Okay. Ellen, uh, any, any final questions before we uh, end this episode? Uh, <laughs> make your pitch. Yeah, I do. One, one really quick last one, which is about your... Um, about your ACV. You haven't defined that very clearly yet, have you, Jared? No, so I have for the first 52 weeks and it's something that I could pull up, uh, but I have not defined it for the two, the two to three year range. Okay, all right. So that's something you wanna make sure you have in place. Thank yeah, you for your time that. today, appreciate it. All yeah. right. Thank you guys for having me. I definitely appreciate it. I um, appreciate the opportunity to share my passion project with some of your viewers and you'll possibly see if anyone wants to jump in. Well, we, we'll hope that uh, we also will be able to send some investors your direction in the process as well. All right, thanks so much, Jared. I appreciate it. And Ellen and I both appreciate it very much. Ah. And I appreciate the opportunity as well. I hope you guys have a great day. You too. Thank you, Jared. This is a, um, as you said, a little different episode for make your pitch, but not really, because what we're talking about is projects that are being uh, uh, put together through almost through imagination. And then imagination turns into reality as reality then turns into actual physical product. And that's what's happening here with Jared. And he's got a great vision, which I know he will be successful with. Thanks to all of you for joining us on this episode of Make Your Pitch. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button, and if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch.